Hey friends, if you're trying to find, develop, or keep young leaders on your team, look no further than Leadership Pathway. They have worked with hundreds of churches and they've interviewed thousands of candidates over the past several years. They're offering a brand new free ebook about the five core competencies that are at the heart of the leadership development process with every church that they partner with. Just go to leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this free resource. That's leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary. You know Seth Godin, you know him, I love him. He's really jumped on the soft skills mantra, so to speak, recently. He says, those are the real skills needed for future leaders. Look, we all want younger and younger leaders on our teams to advance the gospel and to reach the next generation, but how do we find support and develop them? That's why Sean, Kristen, Michelle, and Dave at Leadership Pathway is all about that. I've hung out with these people and they're really cool. I mean, well, Dave isn't actually that cool, but the rest of them are amazing. Again, to pick up that free ebook, just go to leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this resource. That's leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this free ebook. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Rich, the host around these parts. Is your team languishing? Today we've got practical help for executive pastors. You know, here at Unseminary, we sure love executive pastors. You know, it's clear that we're entering this post-pandemic stress period in the life of the local church. All around us, we see just all kinds of evidence of teams that are stressed out and just frankly not sure what to do next. Anecdotally, I've heard so much about turnover in churches these days. Uh, You know, there's so many people who are looking for jobs, looking at changing, looking at, frankly, getting out of the ministry altogether. And we can't ignore the rising anxiety in leaders across the country. Recently, Adam Grant wrote an article in the New York Times called, There's a Name for the Blah You're Feeling. It's called Languishing. I've put a link in the show notes to this article. It should be a good article for you to read or to maybe pass along to your team. Uh, This article has been passed around so many of my circles because it accurately captures where so many of our teams are at right now. This sense of blah that has overcome so many team members is, you know, really impacting their mental health. But it's not only impacting their own mental health, but it's also impacting their church's ability to push forward and to make a difference in their communities. At Executive Pastors, one of the things that we're concerned about, and it's one of those things that we're wondering about, we're wondering what we can do to help. Rather than just being content to let this problem roll over us, I want to give you some practical guidance on how to wrestle with really the actions in this season and how we can help people take steps forward. I believe that it's possible to move from languishing to flourishing. Friends, let me say that again. I believe that it's possible to move from languishing to flourishing. In this season, we've got to help our team members take steps away from languishing and towards flourishing. Ultimately, we need to see people grow their relationship with Jesus because he anchors us 
you know, f- uh, with, you know, really with our future. He really anchors us as we think about where are we going next as people. Our friends over at MetaShare, they've recently released a study that I saw that I really think you should pick up. It, it really pairs well with Adam Grant's article. This study is called 10 Things About Mental Health Every Pastor and Leader Should Know. Its findings can help us figure out really what we should be thinking about to the future. And what I want to do is pull out three actions that your church could take to help languishing team members. So the first one is to actively destigmatize counseling. That's actively destigmatize counseling. One of the things that stuck out to me in this study was that 71% of pastors feared feared their congregation knowing that they were getting counseling. Listen, counseling has been an important part of my journey as a leader over the last 10 years. I found exceedingly helpful. It's in my marriage, it's been a source of joy as we've taken time to slow down and draw from a trusted advisor who can help us wrestle with what God has to say about our relationship and has helped me really to think about thinking. Friends, Gone is the season where you are called to be superhuman. Gone is the season where pastors and church leaders need to think of themselves as superhuman. This statistic, this 71% of pastors fear their congregation knowing that they're getting counselor counseling is, is really super sad. And you know what? Uh, it's sad because actually people reaching out and getting help shows that the pastor is strong, shows that they're that they're healthy, that they're looking to Uh, be better so they can help more people. Investing in your own mental health by seeking counsel is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Having your people invest in mental health by seeking help uh, and counsel is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. As a leadership team, we need to to help really people get access to counseling. We need to be providing access to counseling. In fact, I know I'm talking about this MediShare study here uh, in this article, and they actually provide, as a part of their service, they actually provide remote counseling for member churches, which is incredible. I've been involved in some remote counseling this last year and found it immeasurably uh, effective and helpful and easy to slot into my life during this crazy crazy season. So the question really here is what can we do to remove any hesitation that your people might have around getting counseling in this season? All right, number two action that your church could take to help uh, your people move from languishing to flourishing is help your team make professional friends. According to this MediShare study, 75% of pastors said they felt isolated and alone, both per- personally and professionally. Wow, that's amazing. 75 pastors. We all know that that leaders that are isolated present a real danger to their own mental health and to the mental health of them around them. The stereotype of the lone pastor sitting in their office whittling away on their latest sermon uh, sermon while dealing with all the current church pressers has some truth to it. That is true. There is a part of our job that frankly is lonely. Ministry can be a lonely profession, even for people who are serving within a team. We must, in this season, help our people make friends. Uh, within your staff community, ensure that you're creating opportunities for people to connect with each other. One of the important things we can do is to really help people find a work friend. You know that that work friend where the person where they can complain about things and how they're going and they don't have to worry about it getting back to their boss. We need people to have those kind of friends. In fact, I've said for years, that's one of the three things that everyone needs to have to have a healthy, growing relationship. In fact, one part of the reason why we offer uh, online coaching cohorts at Unseminary uh, for executive pastors and for team members who 
who want to, uh, you know, grow their volunteer teams. We've been offering those over this last year is because we want to see people develop professional relationships. We want them to come up with friends across the country. We've provided a link to some of those uh, in here if you want to learn more about it. But the question really for us in this season is how can you help your team make more professional friends in the next six months? All right, number three. Uh, to encourage people to take actions uh, in your church to help them move from languishing to flourishing, it, flourishing is to help your people to live a more holy, healthy lifestyle. It's a best, best practice to help uh, your people really get access to great health benefits. You know, I've said for years in the local church, we may not be able to, to match the marketplace on um, the whole area of pay or compensation, but we should strive to do that on the health benefit side. I know that that's difficult. I know that it's increasingly difficult to do that. And part of what we want to ensure that we give people is access to a full complement of mental health resources, particularly, and to allow them to access those and to encourage them to access those. But on top of benefits, we need to also uh, be really encouraging an actively healthy lifestyle. So, um, you know, I've seen some churches do a healthy living competitions. Maybe it's kind of like the biggest loser on TV. Uh, you know, that reality show, how can we help people maybe have the largest percentage of weight loss uh, during any given time? Or uh, what can we do to actively encourage exercise? I've seen churches do like Exercise Tuesday, where they're going to go and encourage people to get out and, and exercise together. And and maybe even just something as simple as rethinking the church snacks. One of the real dangers of working in the local church is it seems like everywhere there are donuts and carbs that are targeting our health and trying to draw us back in to a negative lifestyle that really the negative stereotype of the overweight pastor. We need to work against this. When was the last time that you looked carefully at the snacks provided in your church's environments, whether that's for your staff during the week or for all your volunteers on the weekend? What actions could you take to encourage your team to live an actively healthy lifestyle? Friends, if you check out the show notes for today's article, you'll see more uh, information on that. We've provided this article. You could download it, share it with uh, your team, maybe as a great discussion starter. But I'd also want to encourage you to pick up the 10 things about mental health that every lead pastor uh, and and staff member need to learn about. And you can pick that up at just at this, the show notes, you can scroll down to the bottom of the show notes, click on the link there, drop in your email address. We'll send it out to you. Download this report, maybe email it to everybody on your team. And at your next team meeting, pull out a few statistics as a starting point for conversation to help your team think through how can they move from languishing to flourishing. Friends, we're cheering for you. We hope that you have a great week. Uh, please stay tuned. We got lots of great stuff coming up for you at Unseminary. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.